Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi everybody, Megan Thompson here, Megan Thompson Coaching, and I'm talking about why sticker charts are stealing your dreams and your kids' dreams. So I know that's a little, um, I don't know, harsh or whatever, but my original title was Sticker Charts Are Screwing You, so there's that. (laughs) I've been dropping the F-bombs before, so I wanted to tone it down a a little bit, but I don't really have that capacity. Um, So we're going to talk about what is going on with sticker charts and why they are not helpful. We're going to talk all about this, the logic behind this. So this is hard for me to admit because when I was growing up, I was paid for A's, you know, um, and that money was quote unquote motivating. Uh, it felt great to get cash in the pocket. Even if, even if, despite the fact that my first job was at age 12 and I never stopped working um, beyond that, I've always held a job in some way, shape or form since I was a toast girl at age 12 in a restaurant. Um, but with that said, the motivation was external. So I want to talk a little bit about that logic, why parents are are using sticker charts, why rewards are so big and, and parenting and and why it's not working for your highly sensitive child. So we were raised in this way. A lot of us were raised, you know, sticker chart on the fridge, like you get a gold star, you know, whether you're potty training or you're trying to get your kid in the shower at age eight or you're trying to get them out the door on time, any sort of behavior. Um, is typically met with, you know, let's track how well you're doing and give you a reward um, in particular to, to match that and see that you're making progress and, and hope that you stick with it. The problem with that is that it leads to kids f- looking for external motivation. Somebody's going to tell me when I'm doing a good job rather than having an internal sense of wanting to do well, wanting to to take care of their body or whatever behavior you're looking to to stop. So even if you're trying to deal with this for meltdowns, an internal um, plan to stop the ineffective behavior. So this applies to prize boxes, reward stickers, paying your kid cash, any sort of seeming bribery, even if it's not a bribe, like I'll pay you 20 bucks if you behave. Um, that's like the extreme end of the, the extreme. The other, um, the other end that's more well-meaning and 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 um, supported by lots of professionals in the field, myself included, several years ago, um, is the the direct tracking. You know, sticker charts and everything, and and paying attention. And you you know, you earn a sticker if you do well. Look, that might work well for some kids, but for highly sensitive kids, it's disastrous. Here's a couple of reasons. So we just talked about why. It, it encourages external motivations. 
we're focusing on on building your child's sense of looking for somebody else to tell them what to do. So whether that somebody else is a sticker or it's you, um, either way, you end up as a parent being the bad guy and you're stuck being like, well, you know, my kid's now a spoiled brat. Not only are they not taking care of this behavior I need them to fix, but now they're demanding stickers or throwing a tantrum when they don't get a sticker or fighting over who gets the best prize in the prize box on Sundays and then your whole weekend's ruined, right? Um, you're stuck at this point wondering what the heck is going on. You know, you've been told by everybody and their mother that sticker charts should work and they just need more structure and more reminders that that's what they need to be doing. So unfortunately, it's not the case for highly sensitive kids. Highly sensitive kids feel their feelings deeply. They're going to be devastated when they don't reach that, reach that expectation of yours. And the kicker here is that it's not because they don't want to do well. Your kid is miserable with these meltdowns. They're not having fun. It's not manipulative. As much as those thoughts spin through your head, it's not. They don't enjoy their lives living this way. And it's painful, not only for you and overwhelming for you in, in that respect, and it can lead to arguments between your spouse or co-parent and how you parent, but it's also frustrating and devastating for your child to see that reward, to notice what's possible, and then to acknowledge consistently that they cannot meet your expectations. Think about that and how that drives home your child's struggle with shame. Highly sensitive kids, I've said this before, really struggle with shame, and they really are challenged with perceiving themselves as good enough, worthy, acceptable, on par with their peers, even if they're at the top of their class, even if they're at the top of their sports team, even if they're more well-behaved than their younger siblings because they're, you know, just by, by nature, which granted the fact that your kid's a highly sensitive child and you're seeking support is probably highly unlikely. Um, but even if they're more capable, even if they read at a higher level than their peers, all of these things, you can, you can name them, um, you know, and spit off, spout off a list, I'm sure. And it's also true that your highly sensitive child questions and doubts those on a daily basis, multiple times a day, especially if they're having meltdowns on a daily basis. So it's really important to make sure that you're noticing that and paying attention to what it is that you're doing that perpetuates that behavior. Unfortunately, this is huge and a totally different distinction than most parent resources out there. Pedi I can't even tell you how many pediatricians have said to my clients, um, you know, parents that their kiddo needs a sticker chart or previous therapists who have, you know, made them in session. I'm, I'm not joking. I've done this before. Several years ago would literally make them all pretty. There's like a website where you can pick like Pokemon or whatever, anything that's going to motivate your kid to get the, the activity done. And the problem with this is that the piece of paper becomes more important than the actual internal desire to do whatever it is that you want them to do. And so then it becomes outside of them. The responsibility also becomes outside of them as a result. And so you're left being like, so now, now what? How else do I hold carrots over my kid to perform? You're doing it all wrong. Carrots are not going to help your kid perform. Carrots are not going to help your child motiv stay motivated. And that's where getting on a call and managing that and learning what is going to be working and what will work for your family, because every family is different, is really where the solution lies. Look, I'm not here to 
provide you with band-aids. I'm not here to identify the 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 system tra- major transformation takes hard work and commitment and um th- <laughs> there's more to it than what I can share on on a live like this, but I can absolutely tell you at this point that if you're using sticker charts, prize boxes, reward systems, plans, it's highly likely that you're creating a bigger problem. You're perpetuating that shame that I talk about a lot, and you're driving home the fact that your kiddo cannot measure up, and they get that message all the time from other people. So if this is something that you're dealing with and you know that you need support in managing your child's behavior and finding ways to keep them motivated when they do get discouraged and they're really struggling to stay on track because you notice that they're able to do some things sometimes, but consistency is a huge problem for your family, reach out for a consultation. I know that I can help you on that call, find out what's not working, get some clarity on what will work, and identify whether or not us working together would be part of that plan, or if there's more resources that would be more effective. Thanks for joining me for this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you're ready to join a community of parents focused on eliminating the daily meltdown cycle and want more support, be sure to join our free Facebook group, Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja, where we provide free video trainings to parents just like you. You can find that in the search bar of Facebook or you can go to facebook.com backslash groups backslash parenting highly sensitive child. Thank you and have a wonderful day.